On Saturday night, the LA Clippers walked in a TD Garden against the best team in the Eastern Conference that has only lost one game at home and gave them a beatdown so bad that the fourth quarter was completely irrelevant. The Clippers absolutely smacking the Boston Celtics by a score of 115-96. Was it the most impressive win of the season? What does it say about the Clippers? How about Kawhi Leonard? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in LA and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I went live directly after the game against the Celtics. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And I want you to let me know, was this the most impressive win of the season? Now, in my opinion, it wasn't the most impressive win of the season. I think we've played better in other games. I think defensively we've been better in other games, even though we were good in this one. Very good. And then I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they shot a combined 4 for 20 in this game. So we can be even better. That's the scary part. And not to mention if it's Zubats didn't play. Now, of course, Chris Tapps, Porzingis didn't play for them. And that's relevant. But Zubats out, Porzingis out. We both had our starting Eastern European centers out. I think it's fair game. And the Clippers absolutely smacked the Celtics. What does this say about the Clippers? You know, the way they were able to defend for, I, I don't even want to say four quarters. It was three quarters. The game was over and done with. I mean, this is something special that we're seeing. The nightly determination from this team. Paul George groin injury, still playing. Still dropping double-figure uh, double points. Kawhi Leonard playing every game. Has only missed four games this season. Paul George only two this season. And I'm still knocking, ladies and gentlemen. As I've said before, I try not to get too excited. But is there any team playing better than us right now in the league? Like, Seriously. Is there any team playing better than us? 115 to 96 at TD Garden. The life was taken out of the building. We were off to a decent start, but it was really the third and second quarter that we gained an advantage. The third quarter, we completely buried them. And I have to say, there's two sides to every story. Boston was not that great. But before we get into that, is there a team really playing better than us right now? We've won five games in a row. We've won eight out of the last nine, 13 out of the last 15. We started three and seven. We've won 27. We've gone 27 and seven since. We've won 27 out of our last 34 games. We're as hot as any team in the league right now. Straight up. Kawhi's like 19 and two in his last 21 games. Insanity. If we're not going to call the Denver Nuggets the best team in the league right now, 
because of their, you know, because of the defending champions, then why not us? Why aren't we the best team in the league if not Denver? If we're going off what we're seeing right now, are you going to call Boston the best team in the league after getting smacked like that? I know what some Celtics fans might say. What about when we smacked you in L.A.? No Kawhi. That's very relevant. That's much more relevant than no Porzingis because we don't have Zubats either. Even if you want to say Porzingis means more to the Celtics than uh, to the Porzingis means more to the Celtics than Zoo means to the Clippers, which is debatable, by the way. They're both very important. I think Porzingis is a slightly better player, but he's a better player. But when Kawhi is playing, that's when you. Oh, should, should I say when Kawhi's not playing? That's not the real Clippers. That's like saying if Tatum was wasn't playing. And Tatum was like the only Celtic that showed up. You know, in this game, I thought the Celtics played into our hands a lot. They have a really bad tendency, and they had it for years, no matter who's their coach, of just chucking themselves out of games and shooting threes. And when it, they generate open threes. If you watch that first half, they were getting a lot of open shots. Not to say the Clippers' defense was bad. It was still good. But they were getting a ton of open looks. Jalen Brown was missing layups. Derek White and Drew Holiday were missing open threes. Al Horford was wide open for like a short baseline jumper on the first play of the game and missed. It was insane. And the funny part is, the Clippers also shot the exact same percentage from three as Boston. They were 10 for 40 from three. We were 10 for 40 from three. But you know the difference? And it shouldn't be this way because they're younger than us. Kawhi Leonard doesn't settle for bad shots like that. He gets the ball in the mid-range. He gets the ball in the mid-post. He has a mid-range layup. It's not just layup and three. That's all the Celtics do. High pick and roll with 10 eyes on them from behind the three-point line or isolation. And they don't even target the right guys to attack. I don't know how many times they tried to go at James Harden in this game. It was hilarious that in the first quarter, they kept going to Kawhi. Either who Kawhi was guarding, or Kawhi just happened to be playing perfect help defense. I mean, he was just insane defensively the whole game. I'm going to be talking about him more in the second segment. But the Celtics had a ton of good looks to start the game. And as far as to start the game, we had Kawhi on Jalen Brown, Paul George on Derek White, Mason Plumlee on Al Horford, James on Drew Holiday, and Terrence on Tatum. Of course, we were switching one through four. Then the other side, they had Horford on Plumlee, Drew on James, JB on Kawhi, and then Derek White on Paul George. The thing is, sometimes, and we saw this before, Jason Tatum will start off guarding Mason Plumlee. Horford will guard Al Horford will guard Terrence Mann, and they do that because when we put Plumlee as the screener in the pick and roll. Tatum can just switch it and then start guarding Harden. Then Drew can guard Plumlee, and there's really no advantage created there for the Clippers. So that's why you start to see us put Terrence Mann in that short roll more. And, man, the way he was finishing all game was very impressive. And how about the kid from Lowell? Lowell, Massachusetts. Coming home and playing an amazing game. Starting out on Tatum, doing a really solid job defensively throughout the game. Finishing well. Had that awesome alley-oop from James Harden in the third quarter. He had 14 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, no turnovers on 50% shooting from the field, 6 for 12, 1 for 3 from deep, and 1 for 2 from the line in 24 minutes. He is up to the 30% from 3 mark that I said he's going to slowly get back into the 30s, and right now he's shooting 30.2%, and it's going to keep going up. Remember, this was a guy that was shooting 17% from 3 at one point. So that was solid. The first quarter wasn't, you know... 
too much to brag about. It was 26-21 in favor of the Clippers. But the second and third quarter, that was big time. And, you know, make no mistake, this game was a blowout. The final score was 19, uh, a 19-point 19 win for us. But the Celtics outscored our bench warmers, 36 or third stringers, 36-24 to 24 in the fourth. We were up by as many as 36 points in a place in which only one team had won this season, and that was Denver, and it was a close game. They're 20-2 at home after this loss. That tells you how impressive of a performance it was for the Clippers. And the fact that James Harden and Russell Westbrook didn't even shoot well is a big thing. Now, in Russell Westbrook's case, I thought he was good defensively, but I don't think he played very well. Just way too many smoked layups, and it's becoming a consistent theme. You know, these shots that he would normally have dunked in the past, he's just smoking at the rim. He was 2-for-9 in the game, 0-for-2 from 3, only had 4 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, only 1 turnover, which I like. The Clippers kept it very low turnover in this game, only 7 as a team, which will take, actually 8 as a team, which will take all day long. And Russ shot 2-for-9 from the field, 0-for-2 from 3, but that's okay. The third quarter, though, we turned up defensively massively. And it starts with our best two players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They were everywhere, guarding the ball, playing perfect help defense, especially Kawhi, super active hands in the passing lanes, got several interceptions throughout the game. Paul George had two steals. Kawhi Leonard had two steals and two blocks. They were both super active. Daniel Tice was active. He had that awesome block. We smacked uh, Derek White, shot off the glass, and James Harden ended up getting uh, his right-hand layup on the other end. So defense leading the offense. And that's what you started to see in that third quarter when the Celtics would make their bad decisions. And again, two things can be true. Clippers played very good defense. I thought in the third quarter, excellent defense. I thought first half, good but the Celtics, even against good defensive teams, they're going to get good shots, and they did. But there are some times where they just play into our hands. Like one time, for example, Drew Holiday had Mason Plumley switched out onto him on the perimeter and takes a contested three. I mean, that's not making Mason work. That's playing into our hands. Second half, Tatum isolated against, I forget who, shoots a contested three and nearly airballs. And then they keep trying to go at Kawhi one-on-one like for no reason. I, I, it's so funny, their strategy. I think the Clippers are a much higher IQ team. And that it's all because of the man I'm going to be talking about coming up. Kawhi Leonard. How did he dominate this game? Why was he the best player on the court? We're going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Kansas City has booked their place in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, 
and placing some super bets. Kansas City versus the winner of San Francisco and Detroit. Is Kansas City going to be the first team since New England to go back-to-back? The Super Bowl is just a national holiday in America dedicated to sports. There's nothing like it, and I love it. Whether you watch it for the commercials or the game, it is a big day in the U.S. of A. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. Clippers winning what I thought was not the most impressive performance of the season, but the most satisfying win of the season, just given the opposition and how we got clapped by them at Staples Center. 115-96, up by as many as 36. And let's talk about the guy who led the way. And the Clippers were down 6-9. to nine. And then we went on an 11-0 run, led by Kawhi, who was knocking down his three ball all game long, 12 points in the first quarter, great help defense, great activity one-on-one, getting into his mid-range bag, and they started doubling at times in that first half. And when that happens, you know we can find guys open for easy shots. Terrence Mann, one time he was one pass away coming off the timeout. Kawhi was doubled, kicked it right out to him for an open three. And also James Harden, you know, he had that moment where he got the flagrant foul and the landing space foul. He is the king of getting calls on that landing space foul. And then he had a nice little putback layup during that second quarter run. And you know who else was really good in that second quarter run? The brewmaster, Amir Coffey. Thought he had some really good defense, closing out, moving his feet, contesting. I think he's one of the better shot contesters on our team. And then getting out and running and taking advantage. Had that fast break layup, and then he also had that one where he beat the shot clock, getting into the paint, and had that turnaround jumper. So one thing I've noticed about Amir in his four years with the Clippers, he, when he gets two feet in the paint, there's a good chance he's going to make the shot, even if he's contested. And then one thing I noticed too defensively, we were blitzing the Jason Tatum ball screen with Daniel Tice when he was putting the action. So making Tatum be a playmaker, that's why they got a lot of open threes. But they weren't hitting them, and they just kept on going to them. And in the second, and we saw, you know what's funny? Last season, it was 2022, right before they went on that big run, Boston. They did the same thing against us. They just had a bunch of open threes, missed everything, and it was easy for us. So we were switching one through four. It's a lot of one-on-one, a lot of drive kick, not a lot of catching the ball in the elbow or mid-post like we do, and I think we're a smarter team. And, you know, at first I was thinking to myself, the Celtics, they have a great matchup with us because they have Drew that can guard Harden. They have Derek White to put on Paul George. They have Tatum or Brown to put on Kawhi. Then they have a stretch five that we don't have. But at the same time, we have guys for them. We have guys, Kawhi for JT. We have Terrence to guard JB or Paul George. We have, see, we don't have as much stacked talent on paper, but guys like Amir Coffey, even James Harden, you know, has shown, and Russell Westbrook, of course, They've shown that they can be solid defensively. In Russell Westbrook's case, he's been very good defensively. So we'll see how it goes. We'll absolutely see how it goes uh, if we see them down the line in the finals. But that would mean the Clippers make their first ever finals. So we'll take it one step at a time. But let me just say this. I mean, 
it all starts with Kawhi. Like, without him, we are not the finals threat. He makes us serious. And that's what lets you know that one player in basketball can make such a difference. The way he and Paul George just started taking over that third quarter. I mean, PG forced two turnovers. He had that interception watching the backdoor cut. He took a charge. Then Kawhi just started going off. Mid-range, that spin and dunk on Little Red Cornet. I mean, he postered him. Postered him. You know, Kawhi likes those posters against Boston. I love you, Daniel Tice. You're one of us now, but that was one of my favorites. When I went to UMass, that was my screensaver on my phone just to troll my Celtic fan friends. But speaking of Daniel Tice, I thought he was insane. Tice, Tice, baby. Eighteen point seven boards, two assists, one steal, and two blocks on eight for nine shooting and two for three from deep. He was simply spectacular. Amir Coffee, ten points, two rebounds. I'm sorry, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks on four for nine shooting and zero for four from three. So four for five from two. You'll take that all day. But Kawhi, just how dominant he was, and you know I like Jason Tatum a lot, but he still doesn't play the highest IQ kind of ball. Kawhi Leonard is high IQ. And how great is it for your best player to show up on on defense every single night and you know he's going to? Like right now, we are really experiencing one of the most special stretches of regular season basketball in Clipper history, not just as a team, but Kawhi Leonard individually. And I'm so like trying to boast and say, you know what? Kawhi's top five in the league. Kawhi's a Clipper and I can't believe it. But I've, you know, there's been some moments like this, 2020, even last year to a degree, in the regular season and then in the playoffs, we just don't get that Kawhi Leonard sold out in front of a Clipper crowd that I've been waiting for. So again, I'm not going to go too crazy, but I will say this. We're playing as well as anybody in the league right now. Detroit did us a favor by beating OKC on Sunday afternoon. And then OKC and Minnesota are playing each other soon. We're a top three seed right now. But that one seed is very much in reach. And the main reason... Yeah, James Harden has been, even in this game, 2 for 11, still made things happen. And that's the beauty of it with Harden on this team. He's a third scoring option. So even if he doesn't shoot well, as long as he's doing the right basketball things, being engaged defensively, which he was in this game, getting open shots for guys, taking some of the offensive pressure away from Kawhi and Paul, he might still end up going back to the finals for the first time since 2012. It's what he was robbed of in Brooklyn. And this is a worse version of him, but I think he's on a better team. But it starts with Kawhi. How about this stat line? 26 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, just 2 turnovers on 66% shooting, 10 for 15, and 60 from 3, 3 for 5, 3 for 3 from the line. He was a plus 27, and he didn't even play the fourth. 29 minutes. Outplayed everyone on the court. He was an assassin. He was in his bag. He was aggressive getting to the basket. Kawhi Leonard. Coming up, though, going to be talking about the bigs. Mason Plumlee, Daniel Tice, then our homegrown guys, Amir Coffey and Terrence Mann, and maybe a little bit of Paul George at the end as well since I haven't given his stat line yet. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about quiz. This episode of Locked On Clippers is brought to you by Quiz. Today we're going to have some fun and test your Clipper knowledge. Who is the all-time leading scorer in Clipper history? Let me know in the comment section. 
Quiz with three eyes is the next generation trivia experience. It's also the world's first platform where you can earn money playing knowledge games. I just whooped some guy and got a dollar. Easiest dollar I've ever made in my life. I'm actually going to probably play this a lot. And for locked on Clippers fans, they've created an NBA quiz game where you can test your knowledge and win real cash. Play with friends or other fans and let your knowledge shine all the way to the bank. You can play without downloading anything. Just go to app.quiz.com and start playing today. NBA quiz is the ultimate knowledge challenge for fans that live and breathe basketball. The answer to the question is Randy Smith from the Buffalo Braves. That is our all-time leader in points. And a lot of people don't know that. I love playing it. I'm going to just honestly just abuse this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If you want to play with me and lose, go ahead. Go to app.quiz.com to test your knowledge and win cash today. That's quiz with three eyes, just like a three-pointer. Play now, showcase your skills, and take home cash prizes. App.quiz.com, where fans become champions. Back, talking about the Clippers, the hottest team in the NBA, who stand at 30-14 and right now. And we are currently above 500 on the road now, 11-10. and Let's talk about Paul George real quick before we get to the bigs and the homegrown boys. Paul George, I thought, was really solid on both ends of the floor for the second straight game. I think his help defense at the rim has been exceptional. And I think, you know, part of the reason why the Celtics got all those open threes or so many shot so many threes is because we cut off the rim really nicely. And I thought that was timely help from Kawhi and Paul more than anyone. And I will say this. The Clippers in the third quarter, it was like the Celtics couldn't even generate good looks. Like they were getting clamped fully. And I love that one play where I think it was Kawhi that got the rerun and outletted it to Paul George on a dunk. When I think it was that was the Tatum possession I was talking about where he shot that contested three and he didn't get back. Paul George had 17 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals on 5 for 11 shooting, 3 for 6 from 3, 4 for 4 from the line in just 22 minutes. So he was limited a bit, very efficient, did the job. Norman Powell was pretty quiet, 4 points in 17 minutes, 2 for 7 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. And then, did I talk about James Harden? Yeah, nine points, eight rebounds, seven assists, so almost another triple-double. He was the highest plus-minus of anyone for the second straight night with plus 36 on two for 11 shooting, 0 for 6 from three, and 5 for 6 from the line. And again, the fact that we shot 25% from three and still won by that much is insane. We shot 44% from the field, 83% from the line, 15 for 18, so that was pretty good. Celtics shot 36 for 100. 36% and 25 from three. They got locked up. Tatum had 21 points. He was the only one that was decent. Horford had a donut, 0 for 5. Drew Holiday had 7 points on 2 for 11. Derek White had 2 points on 0 for 8. Jalen Brown had 8 points. He was terrible, Jalen Brown, on 3 for 13, just shooting wild shots. It's crazy because the Celtics and the Clippers have had some epic matchups the last couple of years. But these this season, two blowouts. But yeah. Last person. Oh, Mason Plumlee. So now talk about the bigs. I thought Mason was really good. Rolling to the basket, right place, right time. He had that really nice contested jump hook um, in the first half. He had eight points and seven rebounds on four for four shooting in 21 minutes. He was a plus 27. And I can't thank 
Mason Plumley enough for what he's done with Zubats out. He's just been serviceable. He's not going to be some crazy rim protector. He's not going to be some amazing player, but he's going to be very serviceable in his role, and that's why he's on the team. And then Daniel Tice, as I mentioned, he was just spectacular. Two for three from deep, finishing around the rim, active on defense, rebounding. Maybe a little bit of a revenge game for Tice against his former employer. And then the homegrown guys. I mean, Terrence Mann and Amir Coffey, both being in double figures, playing good defense, getting out and running. Again, to all the people that were saying Terrence Mann should get traded, this and that, I rest my case every time he shows what's good. And it felt like the Clippers were just hungrier than Boston in this game. Besides the first quarter, we were killing him on the offensive glass. You know, I wish I could separate the fourth quarter stats from the rest of the game because it was really just two different games. But after the first quarter where the Celtics got some offensive boards, we were the ones getting all the offensive rebounds and getting to all the loose balls and playing with a higher level of defensive intensity than they were. It was amazing, man. I'm, I'm so proud of this team. And I'm just going to keep caking it one game at a time. Up until the first seed. When we get the first seed, then we can start making some bold takes. And I don't mean clinch it. I mean just get there. I'll make some bold takes. But as of now, I'm just enjoying it. And this was one of the most impressive wins of the season. I'm very proud of our team. Let me know what you thought, guys, in the comment section. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA Sports content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I forgot to mention, and I'm so happy I didn't forget, 21 nothing run in that third quarter. Unbelievable. And we didn't even shoot a three. It was all defense leading to offense. Kawhi mid-range. It was incredible. I loved it. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Clippers for all things Clippers and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. Have a great week, Clipper Nation, because I'm having one. And the Clippers are rolling on all cylinders.